what would be some of those kind of key takeaways from the white paper? Mm -hmm. Like the, I would say three takeaways. Um, the first one is that we're introducing this wire economy that we just say a decentralized economy is better than a centralized one for both for efficiency, humans and earth. So this is kind of the overall thing that we want to achieve. Um, the other thing that is more technical, but that people should take away is that we're trying to build the operation system for these new industries. Welcome to Empower, the first real fire property platform on Cardano that combines emerging technology, sustainable building, and decentralized financial inclusion. My name is Blaine, and I'm the sustainability architect here at Empower. And on this podcast, we'll be sharing conversations based around Empower's three key principles of building, community, and impact. If you want to join our journey and help us build a better future with Empower, then make sure to subscribe. And I hope you enjoy today's episode. Welcome back to the Empower podcast. My name is Blaine, and today we're joined again by Antonio Lorenz, CEO and co-founder of The Wire Collective. So The Wire Collective is the first real fire production network on Cardano that enables a new economic model for Africa that is sustainable, inclusive, and efficient. So Antonio, thank you again for coming back on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So awesome. there's, <laughs> there's been a, a couple of things, uh, updates since we last spoke. So I thought it'd be um, cool to have you on the show again and just um, maybe have a, a conversation around what those updates are. Um, but for those that missed our first podcast, which you can also find on, on YouTube and the, the podcast channels, um, can you maybe give a quick intro on who you are and, and what you do? Absolutely. So as you said, my name is Antonia Lorenz and I am CEO and co-founder of Wire Collective. I initially initiated Wire Collective about one and a half years ago. Uh, back then, really more thinking about um, the African fashion industry, creating jobs, um, really seeing a problem um, on ground in Uganda. Um, and yeah, I decided to move to Uganda uh, to really go full time and um, yeah, ever since then, uh, multiple people have joined me. We're a co-founder team four uh, so far. And yeah, it's really been, it's been a great journey, uh, becoming really part of the Cardano community as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, Okay, so maybe, so we mentioned the white paper, but maybe before we go into the white paper, what's the high level overview of, of Y Collective? What's, I guess, the, the elevator pitch high level overview? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, yeah, maybe to start off with the problem. So um, we realized that in our modern world, we need industries. So there's no real question about that. Um, the question is rather, what do we want these industries to look like? So should they be like they're now centralized where only a few people have the, the power over billions of livelihoods and should they be far away and take advantage of low labor cost countries? Um, should they be destroying the environment and our earth? And we realized, no, <laughs> they should not. And um, we at YI Collective believe that industries should be locally owned and a lot of people should have the power over them. And we also believe that um, industries should be 
decentralized and localized, creating local wealth uh, for everyone in the end. And we also believe that, yeah, our industries shouldn't harm the planet and they should be robust enough to really sustain themselves in a very fast changing world. So in short, we just think that um, uh, localized industries are more efficient, better for earth and better for humans. So we really asked ourselves, how can we build localized industries, but in a scalable way, because we don't have so much time to solve this issue. And our goal is really to build hundreds of factories, thousands of stores and millions of jobs, which are all localized and 100% locally owned. And our vision is to create the system to build these local economies in a scalable way. Um, yeah, so how do we do this? Um, there's basically three main building blocks, uh, which is Africa on the first hand. It is blockchain and it is a franchise model. And Africa still has yeah, a huge need for local industries and also a huge need for better products, which is why it can really be the pioneer for building localized industries. And on the other hand, blockchain is really the only way to finance uh, these industries efficiently. And on the other hand, it's also the only way to really decentralize power. Um, and the blockchain model comes in because we want to scale it. Uh, we want to actually be able to replicate knowledge, working models so that we can have a system that scales to actually build these hundreds of factories, not in hundred years, but in 10 years. Um, yeah, so in short, I would say Y Collective is a, yeah, we're a real fair project uh, startup that yeah, we combine this, the franchise model uh, with decentralized finance. And um, yeah, we basically build a platform to create and finance franchises that are localized and yeah, uh, have decentralized power. Interesting. So um, when you started that, you're talking about you know, there are, is this need to have these industries that we're familiar with. Um, that's part of human nature and our wants and our needs. But currently, maybe these industries, are, the practices are um, maybe not optimal and they're having a negative effect on people and the environment. Uh, so it looks like what you guys are doing, like what we are doing and a lot of many other projects is we're, we're tapping into the power of, of blockchain, this new technology and the people, the community that is linked to that to kind of create these better models. Um, and so the, the white paper um, is a really interesting white paper and it goes into a lot of details. So I highly re recommend people kind of check that out and there'll be a link in the, um, the description as well. Um, but what would be some because white papers can be pretty kind of full on for some people. Uh, what would be some of the, the major takeaways, I guess, um, for people that have read the white paper and are still trying to wrap their head around it, or maybe some that just are skim reading it? What would be some of those kind of key takeaways from the white paper? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the, like the, I would say three takeaways. Um, the first one is that we're introducing yeah, this wire economy, um, which that we just say a decentralized economy is better than a centralized one for both for efficiency, humans and earth. Um, so this is kind of the overall thing that we want to achieve. Um, the other thing that is more technical, but that 
people should take away is that we're trying to build the operation system for these new industries. Um, and you will read about four, yeah, four dApps really. Um, and we explain the whole details of how they work, uh, but I think the main takeaways of them is that we looked at what is it the thing that this businesses need to succeed. And there's, yeah, we realized that it's four things. First, it's governance. They need to have the knowledge and, and the, yeah, they have to good, gov good governance uh, to really lead the business in a sustainable direction. Um, they have to have the knowledge, um, industry knowledge, you know, how do I build a factory? How to do all of these things? Um, it's not easy to have that. Um, they have to have money, so they have to have liquidity to even build the factory, for example. And they have they need to have a network of a market and suppliers. Um, and through these four dApps, we basically solve or we give them yeah the operation system to really build um, a franchise or yeah a franchisee and a, a business within this collective. I think this is. Yeah, what really to take away is from these steps um, that we give businesses all of the things that they need um, and really share resources. And the last thing um, that I think is the takeaway is that, um, yeah, especially for, for investors, for people who look into buying the WIRE token, uh, what can you even do with it? So there, the liquidity protocol, I think, is really interesting. And um, yeah, how it works on a very high level is, as an investor, I can buy wire tokens and I can stake them in, in the liquidity protocol. Um, these funds along with everyone others uh, are then yeah, used to finance these factories, operations, these proven business models, these franchises. Um, and at the point of sale, when the money comes back, um, yeah, you as an investor will get your money back plus a return. And of course um, it's a liquidity protocol so um, you can put it there and take it out. So there's really almost no risk, but you can really invest in this new economy. I think that's probably the one of the coolest thing to participate from everyone. Hmm. Interesting. So you mentioned the, the token as well. And, and on that, you have an ISBA, which we will, I think, go into detail after the, uh, soon before the end of the podcast. But um, so those are the key takeaways. And again, the, the full white paper link will be in the description. Highly recommend people check it out because it is really interesting. Um, what I'd like to do now is share my screen. And um, let me just do that now while I, while I talk. <laughs> so the, the wire collective you mentioned is a, kind of a production network and that um, generally speaking opens up the scope of what you guys can, can do based on like that kind of framework but one one use case would be the, the fashion use case which you which you have on here so could you maybe talk about um from the fashion industry what yeah. are some of the use cases of, and problems that you can solve through this sort of a model yeah um so we as as wire collective we really want to build lean and um, that means we don't want to first build the whole platform and all of these steps. We just want to start small. So we had to decide um, for one industry, which definitely we'll also be working in for probably years because it just takes a long time. Um, it's kind of the how Amazon started with books. We start with fashion. <laughs> um, and yeah, the, there's a couple of reasons um, for that. 
First of all, we believe that there is um, a market opportunity. So as you can see on the website, um, yeah, imported fashion products in Africa are generic and expensive. So we believe that, um, especially in the African context, what localized production can do in local brands is actually have bring targeted products, which you almost don't have um, in the African fashion industry, because most of the things are yeah, either generic uh, <laughs> imports from maybe China or secondhand fashion. Of course, it's also, yeah, it brings people things to wear, but um, it, it really is not targeted to them. Mm-hmm. And we believe that there is really a huge um, opportunity in, in the upcoming middle class of people who want to express themselves. It's one thing that I always noticed uh, when I was here that people are really care, they really care about what they wear because I think most of the society is still really young. So they really have to prove themselves. And I think fashion is just really a way that at least uh, Ugandans uh, really do it. And I always find this fascinating. So first of all, we see a market without a market none of no industry works of course <laughs> mm-hmm. um and on the other hand um we also really see a huge yeah manufacturing potential especially in the um garment industry and also one that is easy to start with so it would be a bit of a long shot if we start now and say we want to build cars um because there's <laughs> it's really hard to build cars and it's not so hard to <laughs> produce fashion so um yeah another uh, advantage is also that is very labor intensive so the thing that is there is there's a lot of human resource there's a lot of um yeah there's a lot of people who are trying to find a job um who have also experience in the fashion industry and being tailors um so there's really the knowledge there the resources there um to really start out and we can give a lot of people yeah jobs um in in this field it's also i mean it's quite a hard um industry in the way that it's really fast changing so you really have to you know it's not like you produce maybe yogurt and you produce the same yogurt for 10 years um the what you actually produce changes every few months which makes it hard but on the other hand that is also for us uh, really good to learn because we want to build the systems alongside and we can now use this to really build systems that are fast changing and, and really um, responsive to, to what the market wants and so if we come down to the how it works could you perhaps just touch on um this diagram and and i guess what that means yeah absolutely um i think this is uh, really about also how it works now or what is the what is the thing that we are building now on ground and yeah. um, which for us starts with the clothing brand so as I said, we also want to build lean, so it's always starts with the demand. Um, what does the customer really want? So right now we're building the first brand. Uh, we're just in the process of registering it, and we are going to launch a very first collection in the next one and a half months. So really soon from now to test the market, learn the market, um, and um, yeah, produce with uh, with a partner to really also bit learn. Um, yeah, test these hypotheses and learn, okay, how can we actually build um, a functioning garment factory? And then the next, um, the next stage would really be to build the factory. So uh, to have our own factory that um, really fulfills the needs um, that it is easily 
replicable. So we're not just going to build a factory in Uganda. Uh, we want that this factory can be used to be built a hundred times. Um, so we're really going to also start um, rather small, maybe with one production line, and then but have probably a, a place that is bigger so that we can extend and really build the perfect factory over time um, for, for this use case, um, which will then supply the clothing brand. And the garment factory that will happen around yeah uh, the end of the year. Um, yeah, and same with the clothing store. Uh, we plan to do like a pop-up store to also test our models there and then um, launch a store soon. And yeah, once this first local ecosystem is kind of built, we intend to scale it. So then we can just replicate it. So now when we finish this in Uganda, we have all of the learnings how to build one collective, um, one of these local ecosystems, and then we can learn how to replicate it. So then it's going to be the first autonomous one. Um, and then once we have learned that, we can hopefully replicate it um, many times and, and really build a lot of these um, factories and stores and brands uh, over the next years, add more brands at more different categories of, of factories. Um, but yeah, this is really how we start off with. Yeah, it's, uh, it seems like um, you have a focus on what we're doing now uh, are being designed in a way that they could be replicated later. So there's obviously um, this this problem is applicable to so many different people, uh, and you find with a lot of real fight challenges, even with empower the housing. You know, there's millions and millions of people that are wanting affordable housing. So the solutions that we design in the short term at the beginning need to kind of be designed in a way where they could kind of scale up because that's ultimately what where we want to get to and it's as apparent that you guys obviously think about that which is which is cool I, I think you touched on the the timeline stuff I don't know if you anything you wanted to touch on here that you didn't touch on um yeah I think I touched on that I there think it's go. yeah yeah what's what's in what's important I think to know is that we are starting on ground that we're we're already building and we're building in a way that we, um, yeah, prove hypotheses and know we can actually. This is the framework, the ground, the foundation mm -hmm. for for yeah. this um, big, big thing that we're trying to do. Yeah. Okay. Let me just stop the share now. We can go back to the normal thing. Um, yeah. Thanks for that. So it's um, yeah, it's 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 nice. So fashion is just one use case, but this this model that you're you're proving is um can maybe exist in other areas as well is that kind of the the idea yeah, yeah. so fashion is just like the books for amazon this is fashion is the you know the first thing but why okay i like it um as i said before about the the token and there's an ispo do you want to maybe elaborate on the ispo and how the details around that and how people can get involved yeah absolutely um yeah, I think the ISPO is, is a really awesome way to get involved quite early. Um, as I said, I think we have been around for a longer time than people might think because we've been really focused on learning what's on ground. And um, in terms of the Cardano community, um, we, we're just growing at the moment. I think we're growing quite good, but for, for everyone who is there now, I think it's a really awesome time to really join. Um, yeah, the, the ISPO, so um, next to the 
obvious thing that you can get our tokens and <laughs> become part of Wire. Um, and of course, also the, the deal and the tokenomics, which you can also find on, on the website. Um, what we're trying to achieve with the ISPO as well is we actually think it's, it's also a great um, initiative for us to build something on ground that will help both Cardano and Wire in the long run. So we actually want to build um, physical stake pools with the ISPO. So right now it's, it's not physical, but we're currently working on actually setting up a physical one. Um, and we call it kind of the stake pool collective um, that, that we're trying to build, um, which will not just be happening within the ISPO. So not just the pools that you can delegate to in the ISPOs, but also later on, we want to build more and more physical stake pools, which also, also function as like, um, yeah, independent, autonomous, small enterprises. Um, but yeah, we believe that it will really support Cardano's stability, of course, which is important <laughs> for Wire Collective to work. Um, but also we can kind of uh, increase the capacity with local Hydra heads um, because um, all of these transactions happening in, the, in these industries later on um, will be on the blockchain. And of course, this is expensive, it takes capacity, um, and Hydras is something that we really want to use. And by having really local um, physical stake pools, that is something uh, we think is, is a really great yeah, way to do that. And we're starting with that in the, uh, in the ISPO, uh, really growing yeah, and building physical stake pools uh, starting there. But this is, not, this is just the beginning, really. And um, yeah, so next to getting wire tokens and we also believe that yeah it's it's a pretty good deal um that we propose uh, you also help in uh, building actual physical stakeholders in the ispo which is i think pretty cool. yeah and so the the ticker for that is um for those that are searching it um w-y-a-c-o yeah. and obviously you can learn more about it on, on the website as well um, just on the ISPO stuff, the, the physical staples, um, these innovations within the ISPO framework is, is quite interesting. Like ISPs is such a, a new, interesting concept and um, there's so many different variations of it, um, which could do a lot of that are quite interesting to me. Like it's quite an interesting space from even yeah. just the purely technical blockchain perspective. Absolutely. All righty. Um, Probably not, um, just a couple more questions to go. I know the, the powers, as you mentioned earlier, the power's out, so we're, we're on a short time actually, here, but is it back on? It's not back on, but actually my battery is lasting longer than I Okay, okay. Um, I think um, the, so the community, how there's, there's quite a passionate real fire community in Cardano. And there's always people kind of saying, you know, where can I find that particularly interested in blockchain projects that are trying to have a real world impact? Um, what's the best way that people can, um, I guess, become part of the Wire Collective? Where can they find you guys? All that kind of stuff. Well, where can they not find us? I think. <laughs> but uh, of course, Twitter is the main thing for everyday things. Post, of course, every day. Um, for those who want to get 
uh, yeah, a more insightful updates is definitely on, on Telegram. And for those who really want to get into what we do, um, it's, it's really Discord. Uh, we're really happy to have, yeah, quite engaged uh, Discord server. Um, but there's a lot happening and we also have like a community contributor program. So there's also really ways to actually contribute and in the yeah, near future also earn tokens with it. So we really, one thing that we're really working on is the, the DAO. So we really believe that wire collective and this um, yeah, model of, of building new industries only makes sense if it's an, a real DAO. And we already also want to, yeah, kind of build the foundation for that by um, trying to even lead uh, wire collective as it is now and, and the community, especially as a DAO, really being open to contributions. Um, also, of course, uh, giving back in, in terms of, for example, tokens um, or NFTs or, or whatever um, in, in that way. So there's definitely, like we're really open, I think, to have people contributing and we're really open to ideas. Um, we're really building a framework right now um, that makes it possible for everyone to, to contribute. Yeah, okay. So, and these these links as well, I, I will yeah. include in the description as well for those that want to um, kind of join the community, which again, I, I recommend. Um, before I go into the final question, is there anything that um, you want to touch on that we haven't touched on yet? Um, uh, no, I don't think so. I think cover most of it. Yeah, and I think for those that want to learn more, uh, again, go to the website, white paper there's everything that you need on there and if it's not there hop onto the the discord and ask some questions all righty so for the for the final question it's kind of a bit of a fun one um but what excites you the most about the future of real fire mm-hmm. um i don't think it's a fun question to be honest i think it's a it's a very impactful question mm. because i think that for me I think we're really only seeing the very, very tip of the iceberg, iceberg of of, um, of RealFi. I think that it's generally the technology of, of blockchain is, is very new and people maybe forget about it, but it only really functions in rather small places in the world, even though of course it, is, it had already grew quite big, but actually functioning, it's, it's, there's still, I think there's still so many um, business models to be explored. Like, I think it is something that can really be the operation system for a new world, uh, which can really go into all different kinds, any, any kind of, of business really. And I think that, you know, even in the, in the Cardano space, I think that, um, there's not so much going on in terms of um, real fire projects. I mean, there's a couple, but um, I think, yeah, I just, I, I think that there's just so much more coming. Like, I just, that's probably the thing that excites me most that I think it's not even, you can't even imagine yet what people will come up with. Um, and yeah, just seeing it, it growing and, and the, the world that it will create. Um, I think it's just awesome. I think that what excites me most is the, the huge possibilities I see uh, yeah. that can just always yeah. be explored.